Welcome to Audible Interlude, a G.I. Joe podcast. I'm your host, Dave West, codename Phantom Troublemaker. And I am your co-host, Noel Wood, codename Crapshoot. And I am the Cobra intern that will give you jam tomorrow and jam yesterday, but I will never give you jam today. Codename Legion Cub. You dirty so-and-so. Real quick, I want to put over, we mentioned... uh, some interesting stuff from a gentleman codenamed Spreadsheet not too long ago. We have got something very exciting in the works uh, that we will reveal in the near future. Uh, just a little teaser to put out there. Uh, hopefully you tuned into our live stream last week. Our next live stream will be happening on December the 13th. That'll be a regular news live stream. And then December 19th, we're live streaming our Christmas special. So two weeks in a row, live streams with Audible Interlude. You can interact with us, share your comments. Uh, and in between now and then, pitch us ideas. Go to Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Shoot us messages, tag us in your photos, whatever. We want to interact with you guys. Uh, and we want you to show up for these live streams because we have a lot of fun. Give us some ideas for the Christmas show because you may not realize it, but G.I. Joe does not have a lot of Christmas content out there, and we've already reviewed Cobra Claws is coming to town. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, if you've got any ideas, throw them our way. We've got a couple of things lined up, but uh, maybe you've got better ideas than we do. It's entirely possible. I'm I'm always up for good ideas, and you know what? If we don't use it this year, we're going to be doing this for a long time. Yeah, the plan is to do this uh, for at least the next 73 years. So, (laughs) you know, hopefully between now and then, there'll be a couple more G.I. Joe Christmas events. We'll see. Uh, October, December 26th, (laughs) the day after Christmas, our our audio year-end wrap-up will go up. That's the regular podcast uh, for those of you that just listened. Uh, And then on January 2nd, our first live stream of the new year, 2023, we will be kicking it off with who knows what, because that's like over a month away. I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Hopefully a lot of news, hopefully at least what three, four. Okay. Potentially think about this. Potentially we could have seven more classified series figures between now and then because i think it's very possible dusty zarana and the crimson guard are going to be widely distributed mm-hmm. before christmas tiger They're force showing up right tiger yeah. force duke and the ram uh and possibly <coughs> the next tiger force and python patrol really well wait okay Rakondo, Bazooka, and the Officer? Were those the next three? But I thought... I don't want to look I, it up. I, I want to know they it. they were <laughs> listed as first quarter 2022. But then again... Well, so they are, but I Zorana mean... Some of, the them, yeah. some of the stuff we're getting now is listed for March of 2020. Yeah, no, good point. So that's what I'm saying. I think it's possible those could show up possible not likely but possible but i think at the very least we're going to see dusty zarana the crimson guard uh and tiger force duke because we know he's already out there because people have gotten him 
as a replacement for defective goods. <laughs> uh, and then we also have the retro Walmart stuff. Yep, which are showing up uh, apparently as well. People, yeah. people are getting their uh, Crimson Guards. So we we could have a lot more to talk about. We will see. Stick with us. People are getting all their Crimson Guards, and I haven't gotten any of mine yet. No, I haven't gotten one yet either. Christian is the only I, one of us who This is the first one. time I have ever had something before you guys. A winner is you. <laughs> and I hate, I kind of hate that because it's such a great figure. I, we'll get it. We'll I, I, it. I'm so excited to hear what you guys think. We'll and all have it eventually. I'm anxious to get a second one, so... Yeah, I'm well, and again, kind of like I said last week about the Vipers and really wanting to compare the the Cobra Island Vipers to the three pack Vipers. I'm also very excited to compare those Crimson Guards and, mm. and look at the differences in those. I, I I really dig doing that kind of stuff. And and if you enjoy watching that kind of stuff, please subscribe to the Needless Things YouTube channel where you can find reviews of almost every G.I. Joe classified series release, including uh serpentor and dr stainbender <laughs> uh and python patrol well by now the python patrol bat and viper should have posted um and then tons and tons of other toy brands as well i've got i think what i'm going to do i've got a ton this this is totally off topic I've got a ton of Masters of the Universe Origins that I have not opened yet that came in from Big Bad that have not showed up at retail, but Big Bad got them. I think I might just do a live stream unboxing and just do like all dozen of them in one shot here on the channel. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, that's uh, follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast on Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible. Like I said, we want to interact with you. Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram is the place to do it, uh, where you can also in our stories find links to I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my shirt up here like anybody can see it. I mean, <laughs> displaying my shirt. I'm not literally like pulling my shirt up and showing <laughs> off my big, fat, hairy gut. Uh, we have two different audible interlude podcast t-shirts. If you want to show your support for the podcast and, uh, kick a couple of bucks our way to help pay the bills around here, uh, click those links, check them out. There are sales all the time. Uh, we appreciate that. And I think it's time now to move on to some segments. I think this is my favorite segment. And I'm talking, of course, about rank and file card, where we take a look at the file cards throughout the history of G.I. Joe. But what I love about this one so much is there's literally, like as far as selecting what we're going to talk about, there's no thought. Because we went all the way back to 1982 and started with Hawk, and we're just going to move through the characters of each year over the course of the next 73 years of this podcast. <laughs> so I, this one is an easy one to plan out, I guess is what I like so much about it. So this week we are talking about, because he came, he got so much airtime in our last review. I really wanted to talk about zap. So when you guys saw zap on here, what was kind of your first thought? 
This was uh, one of my very first Joes, so I was very excited to talk about Zap. Yeah, I think he was. I think he was more, one of my first ones as well. I, I'm never a hundred percent positive about which Joes I got off that spinner rack the first time around, but I do believe Zap was one of them because he came with the biggest gun. Mm-hmm. Which I obviously not gun is not the correct word, but from six year old me standpoint. That's what it was. Yep. I was more of a fan of his backpack with all the little rockets. Yeah, he that that was a cool little detailed backpack and and seemed, you know, for 1982, that looked like a cool little almost like science fiction-y backpack mm-hmm. as opposed to Grunt's that was literally just a little knapsack. Like, it was something cool and weird and different. Uh, now, discrepancy here, because we, we got to talk about the art. Uh, our card art here, our file card art here, depicts Zap with a mustache. Yeah. Which he had all... in the comic, and he had in the cartoon. But never, the figure... Toy, at least not then. The figure, which is just Grunt with black hair, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grunt, Grand Slam, and uh, Zap all shared the same head. So a little disappointing there. But honestly, I can't remember if I even noticed that or not when I was a kid. Oh, I did. did I noticed you? immediately. Yeah, because, I mean, I get this toy in my hand, and I see mustache on the package art and no mustache on the figure. And I thought mine was wrong (laughs) even at seven years old (laughs) yeah i i really don't know if i even noticed it uh so do you remember this and this is going a little beyond the file card but we're going to talk about it anyway do you remember if your childhood zap was a two-handle bazooka or a one-handle mine was a one-handle i'm pretty sure mine was that i don't yeah because i oh i was just gonna say honestly i I feel like the bazooka got lost fairly early. Oh no. Because it's it's when I keep thinking back, it, it's just not a weapon that I remember very much, even though I do very much remember having the backpack. I remember Zap being part of my troops. Um, but I feel like he just was he always had a generic Joe gun. Well, that's the good For news, me. is if you lost your bazooka immediately, it means you probably didn't break his thumb off. Uh, no. Funny. Very few <laughs> very few of my Joes ever had broken thumbs. Rock and yeah. roll was it. I never I never had a problem with that. None of none of my Joes now I there are there have been little things that like lift ticket, looking at lift ticket, I had no recollection of his microphone. So I think I lost that immediately. But as far as like damage to the Joes, I believe when they went up into the attic to meet their eventual doom, they were all intact. I don't remember any of my Joes having any broken parts, crotches, thumbs, or anything. I, think I was so also the not... only. Oh, go ahead. So the only thumb that I that I remember being broken as a kid was my dock, um, and then I had a few broken crotches. Uh, my hooded cover commander had a broken crotch. The uh, I think the the darker plastic tended to break the crotches more often. I think, um, so I don't I don't know if that's just a 
coincidence or if that's just the the plastic molding um but yeah now i have a lot of them with broken parts <laughs> well yeah you've got i'm sure you've got uh several one and two handled bazookas in your arsenal at this point no no actually i, I was just thinking about it like i'm holding one that this is one of the ones that got thrown in uh with one of the lots at um at retro toy con and this is a one handle one and i'm pretty sure that every one i've ever owned has been this same one because i don't think i've ever seen the other one in person I've at got, least not in I mean I've seen it like at a convention but never right right I've got a two handle that was thrown in with the second batch of figures the ones that I got from the uh like pawn shop type store a couple of years ago the when I bought the like big Ziploc bags of figures there was a two handled one in there but there was no zap figure mm. but it was in there uh, all right, well, let's talk about Zap. First of all, something interesting I, I thought about, these 1982 releases, they're all they're all Army, aren't they? Uh, no yes. Air Force, no Marines, no Navy. No. These no. are all just straight-up Army guys, which is interesting. Uh, so we talked about the mustache. Uh, he is, well, wait, uh, let me pull up the file card here. There we go bazooka soldier code name zap file name melendez rafael j serial number ra6339807444 and we will be tracking these serial numbers as we go through the years and different releases of the figures to make sure they're all the same but i don't think zap has a whole heck of a lot of releases i don't think he got another one until after a real american hero uh nope 91 no, 91 there is a well we'll we'll save this we'll save this for a for a uh america's elite uh-huh. uh primary military specialty engineer secondary military specialty infantry artillery birthplace new york city it kind of amused me to see new york city rather than like new york new york I think that's probably a very Larry Hama thing, just to say New York City. I mean, that's where he's from, so. You right, know. right. Uh, grade E4. Zap is the team specialist in armor piercing and anti-tank weapons, but also functions as a demolitions man. Specialized education, engineer school, ordnance school, which we have a little... Uh, I wanted a little clarification as to what ordnance school was. Uh, the ordnance branch is, branch is one of the oldest branches of the U.S. Army, founded on 14 May 1812. However, the duties and responsibilities of the profession date back to the colonial era. In 1629, the Massachusetts Bay Colony appointed Samuel Sharp as the first master gunner of ordnance. Uh, so... Ordnance, I, and, I mean, it makes sense. Ordnance in the military is critical. But to see that that history in the American military goes back that far is very interesting. Uh, and if you want to read more about the history of ordnance in America, you can go to goordnance.army.mil. Uh, and they've got a full history of uh, ordnance, how, how it's been used, uh, how it's developed into a specialty in the army lots of interesting stuff to learn uh he had advanced infantry training he is a qualified expert now 
this time around, I decided I wanted to, because since I was a kid, I've been reading the names of these rifles and machine guns and whatever else. And back then I knew what they all were based on their identification with GI Joe's. But I decided, you know what? I want to look these up. I want to see what we all know what an M16 is, right? Like you can M16, you immediately picture that rifle, but M14 to me, I was like, well, wait, what is that exactly? And I looked it up and it's a very basic type of rifle. Um, probably the the simplest, most straightforward rifle the military might possibly use. So mm. cartridge, uh, it, it, it just doesn't get any more basic than that. And then the M1911A1 is sort of the standard issue pistol that any Joes that had pistols came with. The M14 uh, is such a basic rifle that it's called the United States rifle. Yes. Uh, let's see. The M79 grenade launcher, which is the one that Gung Ho comes with. The M72, which is a law rocket. Let me bring my image back up here. Uh, this is very similar to Gung Ho's bazooka. But in movies, when you see kind of the idiot find the military stash and they fire the rocket the wrong way, this is what <laughs> they're firing. It's it's an M72. Uh, and then the XM71A, which basically looks like the weapon the bivouac comes with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then finally, the XM-47 Dragon Missile. So, lots of... I love the idea that Larry Helm is just sitting there coming up with, like, what would this guy be specialized in? What would he be qualified to use? What would he have trained with? And you can look and you can see from the very basics of the M-14, M-16, M-19 pistol all the way up to these very specialized rockets and missile launchers and whatever. Uh, I just like the idea of this and this, this dragon missile, we would not see early in the real American hero line, but I think later on in the modern era, we did see some figures that came with something very similar to this uh, with this way. It's almost like a mortar. Uh, so it was just fun looking this stuff up and, and seeing, you know, what it all looks like and what it all is, because I am not, I am not a weapons guy. I am not a, I, I'm a, does this look cool as a toy guy? Mm -hmm. But it was cool looking these up and seeing them. And maybe at some point on the show, I would be interested in taking a look at the loadouts from the modern era and see if maybe they ever coordinated with these qualified expert lists. Like it would have been cool if they released a zap that came with all of this stuff, which I don't believe happened. And this was always, again, I love the fir how the first few Joes kind of looked like my Green Army men. And there was always a mortar soldier. We talked about uh, about uh, short fuse last week or last time we did this show. And then we always had a bazooka soldier with one mounted on his shoulder. And so now we got a zap. So I, I always like kind of completing 
the the figures that looked like my my little green army men and you had grunt with the m16 you could have him the one the one that was always doing the crawl yeah i mean they were <laughs> these were very much updates of those classic military styles christian when you were looking over this file card uh kind of getting this guy in your brain was there anything that jumped out at you or any memories Again, the only memories really was just not having the bazooka. <clears throat> As an adult, rereading this file card, um, the part that jumps out to me is actually the the hawk, or what we are saying is the hawk quote at right. the end. Because compared to the other ones we've gone over so far, I... I literally laughed out loud when when I read this because it is just it's so on the nose. Like I feel like this was Larry taking a break. <laughs> I felt like that about the whole file card. So what what uh the the author's thoughts are on Zap. Zap is the fun loving type. He's cool under fire. The stuff he works on could blow up at any time. And really, <laughs> like, the whole file card almost does feel like he's kind of taking a break. There's not much to this one. Yeah. No, he's your go out and shoot him guy. Or go out and blow him up real good right, right. guy. Um, but that last part, the stuff he works on could blow up at any time. Yeah, like it reminded me of this. There, there was a, a OSHA class I had to take on electrical safety, and they pulled up a slide that said, "Electricity, this can kill you." I'm like, <laughs> who doesn't know that? And that's sort of what I felt like that last quote. Yeah, he's he's the bazooka soldier. The stuff he's gonna have, he has rockets in his backpack. He's gonna blow crap up. Well, and I like that that is kind of the straightforward nature of it. It's like, this is this guy. He's He handles his business because his business could potentially explode. Yeah. I did always think the name Zap seemed a little odd for the Bazooka Soldier. Right. Yeah. I almost think that that might be. And, and Flash is a great name for a laser trooper as well. But Zap sounds more like he's carrying a laser yeah because when i think of a bazooka i don't think of a zap i think of like a boom you you know what a good name for a bazooka soldier would be <laughs> uh, bazooka david Katzenbogen. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right well i i don't think there's a whole lot to talk about with zap we kind of laid it down and it's a very it's it's one of the most basic file cards i think almost everybody else has a little bit more personality and information to them but I'm glad we got Zap out of the way because, like I said, he played a big part in our review last time. So I thought it would be fun to go ahead and get him taken care of this time. Yeah, he got much more characterization in the episode The Funhouse than he does on yeah. his entire file card. <laughs> yeah, that's accurate. That's <laughs> totally accurate. All right. Well, that's enough of Zap uh, with his wacky name and his straightforward file card. Let's move on. This is America's Elite, where we take a look at one character from G.I. Joe 
and do our best to make our way through all of the different toys that they have received. And my gosh, I'm looking at version eight of our topic for today. And I'm about to die laughing, but we're going to have to wait to get there. (laughs) Uh, In 1984, the GI Joe line produced one of its landmark characters one of the most, in my personal opinion, notable action figures of all time due to its color-changing properties. That is, the master of disguise, the leader of the Dreadnoughts, Zartan. <laughs> and man, what a figure. I'll say right off the bat, I, I find it hard to believe any of us are going to pick anything other than the original one is the best. Oh, just wait. Mm. But oh, geez, <laughs> there are wild card. Out. I had, like I said, I have been so looking forward to this one because ever since I was a kid, the strong opinions I have <laughs> about the first Zartan figure. And I think I've shared it on this podcast before going to Children's Palace with my allowance, there was Zartan. And there was spirit, and I walked out with spirit. Madness. Madness. <laughs> so I remember getting Zartan and losing my mind over the fact that he came with that chameleon, that swamp skier, and the little crate that you could break it down. And yep. the fact that you could take that thing apart and put it back together. And then the color changing and the the thermal plates on his chest and his thighs. And he had a cool little laser pistol and a mat. Dude, this is one of the greatest action figures of all time. He's pretty impressive. And and I guess he's technically the first like deluxe action figure they ever did in this line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because he was I mean, it was a packed in with a vehicle, but it was like something like a Serpentor where the vehicle was not really a full-size vehicle. It was something kind of small to make the figure seem more important. Well, and up to this point, the vehicles were the focal point of the vehicle and figure packs. Like, the driver was kind of the afterthought to the... And and don't get me wrong, they designed some fantastic drivers for their vehicles. But in this instance, the vehicle was secondary to the figure. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, which made it very different from everything that had come before. Uh, and but as, was... a, as a kid, I don't know if you guys were like this. Uh, I was so, so my older brother, my younger brother, especially my younger brother, all the little parts and pieces on Joe vehicles or any toy line, but mostly Joe vehicles where, you know, you could take this panel off to see what's underneath. Yes. Like they, you, you, you did that. It was like fidgety toys. Yes. So the fact that the chameleon was meant to come apart and be put back together, that had to happen every every, every single time yep. me and every my friends mission. played and Zartan was involved, the chameleon had to come apart. Every single time I used Zartan, which was almost every time I played, it started with him pretending to be like a hobo pulling the crate behind him. With the chameleon in the crate. (laughs) Even though he was very clearly Zartan, he'd have the little mask on and walk by like my my Joe (laughs) encampment. And then I haven't thought about this. I haven't thought about this stuff in years. But I'm remembering 
cigarettes. I'm remembering now how I, okay. So I would have like the, the Wolverine and the vamp and whatever sitting in the, the Joe encampment. And I would have Zartan pulling the crate behind him with his little bearded mask on walking by and they'd be like, Oh, look at that traveler just wandering around and he'd go around behind him and take his mask off and like there's no logic here then the dreadnoughts and cobra would attack somehow zartan's presence had thrown the joes off enough that cobra just attacked like that's how my little kid brain worked <laughs> he was all he was like the point man to draw their attention or something i don't know sure but yeah, every every single thing about this figure and this vehicle were just fantastic design, brilliance, and I cannot believe as much as the people who love Classified love G.I. Joe that we don't have a Classified Chameleon. Yeah. Well, we, we may get another one. We we know we already have, you know, we got two well, Zartans. We're three Zartans deep. We're, yeah, we'll get we'll get another Zartan. Yeah, I guess we have had three. So yes, we'll with well, maybe the with third our fourth one's not Zartan. Out yet, but we know it's coming. Right. This is also a fi- this is also a figure, um, even just without the chameleon, that's kind of a nightmare to get complete, especially depend it depends on what your definition of complete is, because those heat sensitive stickers were lost pretty much immediately. Well, I here's the here's what I've wondered because the my original bounty of Joe's that I got from Wilson had a complete Zartan with the stickers, everything complete. And then in the bags that I bought a year after that, I got another Zartan with no heat sensitive stickers but I think they just weren't put on. Were they lost or did some kids just decide I'm not going to use these or what? Well, I don't. Yeah, get... I think, yeah, I think a lot of people didn't put them on because I just see so yeah. many of them that don't have the stickers. And you can tell the stickers were never on them because right. the, the clear plates are just completely clean. They like it's, they don't have residue or anything. I know with my friends that got Zartan, the stickers never, I don't know that, Maybe we knew that that's what they were for, but nobody, I mean, it was always just the, the clear path. Huh. And my, um, eventually in either a trade or a yard till or something did get a Zartan and no, like looking, re-looking at him over the years on yojo.com. Every time I see the stickers, I'm like, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. I always forget that he came with those. I know I applied mine, and mine were very, very crooked on my original one. So, you know, when you're when you're a kid and you're trying to put those little stickers oh, yeah. on, yeah, you, it was always a nightmare to line them up. But the other parts too are these, uh, especially the little leg, uh, little leg guards. Those little tabs break off so easily. Oh, yeah. So it's almost impossible to find those in good shape as well, even you know with or without stickers. I am fortunate in that both of the Zartans I have, all the tabs are still present. But I do know that the Zartan I had when I was a kid, one of the thigh plates had a tab broken off. And it's one of the only things that I can remember being broken on any of my Joes, but it still stayed on. Mm-hmm. 
because it was just, I think it was the outer tab, which is a smaller one. So the plate would still stay on. It was just kind of loose. But yeah, that's definitely lots of stuff that can go wrong and break and be lost on this figure. Uh, but I, phenomenal, incredible figure. Yeah. Nine years later, <laughs> we get something that the first time I ever saw it, because I did not see this figure or I had no awareness of this figure in 1993 because I was way out of Joe by this point. And the first time I saw this Zartan, I don't know that blasphemy would have been too strong a word for how I felt, <laughs> how I felt about it. Neon green pants, orange face markings, orange mohawk, and then if he's complete, these two preposterously giant knives. <laughs> that make it impossible to walk. Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. However, the whole Ninja Force line was Oh, sure. Ridiculous. Yeah, he fit right in. And, yeah. and now I love this figure. I absolutely love this figure. This is and this is one that uh, my wife actually does a cost a costume of this. And really, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, she does this. She does this cosplay, um, and yeah, we we didn't do the knives. We have the little the little sheaths on the legs right. made out of foam, uh, but the knives no, because you could not feasibly walk because your blades are going to be crossing over the opposing leg. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, it's it's. It looks fantastic when she puts it when she puts it on. So that's amazing. So my younger brother was this was when he was heavily into Joe's. Like ah. around 91, 92. He was definitely into Ninja Force. And when I saw that this was Zartan, by this point. Uh, I think it was like my junior year of high school. I discovered seventies punk music. So to me, this was more reflective, ignoring the colors of someone that leads a motorcycle gang yeah. of people that will F you up more so than the G1 who looks like somebody who had an allergic reaction to a bee sting on his face. Yeah, I always thought he this is this is Dreadnought Zartan. Yes. Cuz the original Zartan even as a kid there was a little bit of a disconnect with him and the rest of the Dreadnoughts. But this guy comes along and you're like, "Oh yeah, now he fits completely in with this ragtag bunch of hooligans." You know, looking looking at this the portrait on this guy right now because I've got the figure. I bought him at Joe Fest this year, and I dig it, but I, I, I have to admit that I didn't examine the portrait all that closely. He has got the frowniest frown yes. I have <laughs> ever seen in my life, and his mohawk almost goes all the way down to his eyebrows. He has got the lowest hairline <laughs> I have ever seen. It's insane. Maybe it's just it's just trained down that way. It's, you know, the the it, his scalp is a little higher, but he's actually just got it right. gelled down I into like a widow's peak. I don't peak. think that's that his hair actual is hair. growing out from between his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. 
but this is still this is a fantastic figure honestly the the only critique i have of this era that i still kind of feel is i hate the weapons all being the neon colors Mm -hmm. uh but other than that it is a great toyetic figure it's fantastic and i would love to see this in classified oh yeah yeah and when you think about like everything that was on the shelf at this time and the fact that it ninja all, yeah, toys were looked like everywhere yeah, yeah yeah i mean this is yeah. you could have scaled him up a couple inches and made him a little beefier and he would have fit right in with the ninja turtles line yeah absolutely and and that was definitely what gi joe was competing against at the oh, time yeah. uh so next up in 2001 again many years later we get a newer version of zartan in the gi joe real american hero line he's in a two-pack with the shadow viper and he did not color changing but aesthetically resembles the original zartan i was i was it's a different chest yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, his yeah. Chest is all one piece. Yeah, different chest, and they've kind of faked out his legs. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I mean, he's basically kit bashed together. But yeah, the only accessory he shares with the original is the mask. Yeah. Uh, but and and he doesn't even have a back. He comes with that same stupid backpack that all of these figures came with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, a pretty reasonable facsimile of the original considering what hasbro was dealing with in 2001 like not having so many of the original molds and not really doing a whole lot of new stuff like i I, this is a passable zartan for the time i when i bought because i was collecting i was actively collecting at this time uh i bought it and it was i was fine with it yeah yeah, it's a. It's, he's got the same. I think the head is either the same mold, or it's a really, really good job of recreating it. I think it's the same. I think it's just slightly degraded. Yeah, from the passage of time. But I do believe the hood and the head. But I think that makes same. all the difference is having that same head mold because yes. you know what people change outfits. Yeah, absolutely. And it's got the you know the color scheme is the same. The general profile is the same as as uh, as is said. He passes the squint test. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. And then we have in 2002, the very next year, but a very different figure because we have moved on to a new type of construction for the upper body. Uh, we have version four which is part of the oh my gosh my computer just went crazy okay this is the uh mission uh, these are the ones that came with the mission discs yeah the, it's gi joe versus cobra yeah gi joe versus cobra. uh he was packed in with scarlet which i dig that scarlet figure and i think we've talked about we yeah we did scarlet i believe in america's yep. elite um but we have I wasn't a fan of the tampos given like the GI Joe and Cobra designations on their pants. <laughs> I could, I could have done without those, but again, this is kind of just, well, it passes the squint test. Like you can tell this is Zartan. The removable hood is unnecessary. But it finally answers that question, hood or hair. 
Well, but does it, or is it a wig? Uh, he comes with a pistol that was very common at the time and a chainsaw, which, which is Buzzer's is... chainsaw, which had a big old, because I've got one over here. It's how they did those those uh, molds with that big plastic, like, Peg half inch. Activated the sounds on the vehicles. Yeah, yeah. And it's Terrible. so annoying. Terrible. Uh, this is not anybody's favorite Zartan. But for the time, for the era, for the style, it's not bad. It does not deviate so far from from looking like Zartan that it's unacceptable. But it's definitely not one of my favorites at all. And he has quite the plunging neckline there. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> he was jealous of Mindbender. <laughs> well, he shouldn't have been. You look at the 84 figure. <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty jacked either way. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like they tried to give him some sort of like cybernetic arm enhancements or something here. I don't know. Nah. Again, not anybody's favorite. Uh, and then we get version five in the same year that is a uh, repaint, but is a little more clothed. Which is kind of a, it's kind of a neat color scheme, but I don't know if it's Zartan. Mm-mm. Yeah, I, well, I like the hood better on this one because it's the traditional color of the hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, he came packed with Sergeant Stalker, Stalker which I love the Stalker design. Uh, but yeah, this is it's an interesting color scheme, but the green, it it really is, it's less Zartany. If we're on if we're on a scale of ten being Zartan <laughs> and one being not Zartan, this is like a a six. I do like the metal. I do like the fact that the green is like metallic though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 an ugly combination of colors. And honestly, I don't know that this one passes the squint test. What do you think? Beyond the head, no. Mm-mm. Like without the hood, I don't know that you would even recognize this as Zartan. Not no. a fan of this one. We're throwing this on the no pile. <laughs> and then in 2003, we get version six and a very interesting variant, a completely translucent Zartan, part of the collector's club. And I, this one is right up my alley. Except a, a black O-ring that's visible right through the figure. Well, yeah, <laughs> is a little, little, uh, little odd. But other than that, like I love the idea of full camo, like Predator style Zartan. It's a yeah. cool concept. It's, it a, it's a, it's a fun, like exclusive. And I'll tell you right now, if they released the classified series Zartan in a, like a translucent version like this, I, I would imagine it being more smoky translucent than just straight up clear. Yeah. I think the clear translucent is probably where they went wrong with this. If it had been like smoky or even like kind of the blue translucent they were doing with a lot of figures around this time, it would have been a little bit more, not, not quite as striking, especially seeing that O-ring right in the middle. 
Yeah, yeah, the O-ring would not be as visible if there were some color in that. And I'm not talking about the yellow discoloration that takes place over the years on this kind of translucent plastic. Yeah. Uh, so cool concept could be executed better, and maybe someday Hasbro will. 2003, we get really just an updated version of version 4, but it looks much, much better to my eyes. Uh, the colors are more true to Zartan. He doesn't have red pants. He's got the the maroon Shinto, pants. Yeah, maroon. Uh, he's still got his weird cybernetic arm enhancements or whatever's going on there. But just overall, color-wise, he looks a lot better. And he comes with two different masks, a Duke mask and a Flint mask. And a really interesting bag. The way the masks look, were they actual masks or did you swap the head? I think they're actual masks, if I remember. It just slipped over. Okay. Uh, And then a shotgun, uh, the pistol that came with like literally every figure this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then a black hood. I don't know why they went with the black hood on this one. If they had gone with the hood that matches the pants. I think this one would look a lot better overall. I'm not a fan of the black hood, uh, but this one's not bad. I dig this one. It was uh, again, GI Joe versus Cobra line, but it was spy troops. And this one came packed with agent faces who is Zartan's counterpart for the Joes and who I would love to see in the classified series. Gosh, he did not make my list. He should have made my list. <laughs> I definitely want an agent faces. Uh, but yeah, the masks actually went over the head. Uh, and then Agent Faces came with Dr. Mindbender and a crim and a Fred mask. Mm. This is a good little set. I'm gonna have to, I don't believe I got this one at the time. I'm gonna have to go through them and see, but I don't think I have this. I'm gonna have to hunt this down on eBay. Because I I do have a ton of these figures from these years. Uh, All right. Moving along to version 10. What a weird... Okay, so version 10 and version 11 are obviously connected. It looks like they're probably from a convention exclusive set. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're both part of that same convention exclusive. It's the morphing into General Hawk. (laughs) So this is uh, the 2004 G.I. Joe convention. 40 years of adventure in orlando florida uh and this was a two-pack that included zartan and zartan as hawk and it's like a tiger force hawk mm-hmm. it looks like so the zartan has uh like a leather jacket and some orange tiger force looking pants and zartan's head and then there's the hawk figure which is the exact same shoulders down, but then a hawk head uh, with the traditional, what is that hat called? Peak, uh, we've, peak. Uh, I know we had this conversation before. We did. <laughs> it's like the fancy military hat. That's what yes. it's called. It's a fancy military <laughs> hat uh, and, and uh, sunglasses. So I love the idea of the set. Uh, this is cool. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag on this. This is a good idea. I like this. 
it's an easy it's literally the same figure with just a different head mm-hmm. which i have said i want super seven to release that like 10 pack of figures of everybody zartan has ever been in the cartoon <laughs> and one swappable zartan head all right next up we have hockey this jersey uh hilarious zartan. like pinhead zartan <laughs> yeah. oh man his head is so small so small uh 2004 he was in a two-pack with dusty this is the valor versus venom line this does not pass the squint test at all no this may have been the first use of the dreadnought logo on a gi joe figure oh wow and see the art on the front of the package almost makes it look kind of cool, but the figure just looks dopey. It's it's not it's, good. It's like just he's wearing bad. a common rider belt. He's got <laughs> his the his head is so I mean, small. He, it looks like toll booth. Trying to infiltrate Cobra. <laughs> Tobuth had a pinhead. Yeah, this is bad. I like I like the idea of the shirt. But the execution is is less than good. And yeah. then he just comes with like some random weapons. Uh yeah, this one's a stinker. Let's move on. Yeah. <laughs> More Tigery Force Zartan. Yeah. So this has got to be another collector club type. And, and notice that as we're going through these, they are not in order on yojo.com because this is nine and we've already done uh 10 and 11. Oh, have we? Yeah. Oh, this is this is part of that same set. Yeah. Oh, you're right. From the morphing into Oh yeah. Wait. So it looks like Yojo is just going backwards from hawk into so wait how many figures came in that set i guess it was three three it would have been this zartan and then the hawk body with the zartan head and then the hawk figure which i still say Mm. really cool concept for a set uh this is this is completely the original zartan figure but with like grayish rather than black parts and like and his armored pieces were made of clear plastic instead of uh, yes a gray to clear. kind of match his his Which shoulder weird armor because the back piece is still this grayish yeah very odd look uh i would it's pre- why he had to turn into general hawk <laughs> I would prefer it if the armor pieces just matched his his shoulders and his back. Yeah. Uh but I do like this look. It's interesting and it's different. Uh doesn't say anything about whether he color changes. I'm guessing he does not. I would assume not. Uh but I I love this set. I love the idea of this set. Very cool. Uh, And then we get Zartan version 12 in 2005. 
which is a comic pack Zartan. Uh, he came with issues 74 of the comic and Cobra Commander and Zorana. This is a great set. Uh, it's Zartan's body with a new head sculpt and a new hood that looks a little more accurate to what we saw in the comic and the cartoons. The head's a little bit small, but it's okay. Well, it's not bad because he's got the cowl on, so right, it, right. it offsets having the small head. Uh, like, but I all... think the original, the original one's head looks a little too big with the cowl. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's you're not wrong. Uh, and then all armored up, he's got all silver armor. Uh, his colors match the Marvel comic colors. Uh, I like this figure quite a bit. Yeah, I, I'm really, really like I this is one that I, I know that uh, you've collected a lot of these comic packs, but like I really kick myself for not picking up more of them when they came out because I, I love some of the some of the figures, some of the, the design choices they made on them. I, I've got all of them except for the final one that had cover girl. Like because they were a different body style, I didn't That's buy the that. Cover one. Girl, uh, Spirit, and um, uh, Serpentor, uh, Hannibal. Hannibal, right? Yeah, right. I've got that one. Yeah, that one I I just passed on because it to me it doesn't fit in with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. But when I was buying all of these, because I I already had probably eight or so of them, and I filled out my collection a few years ago. Well, a couple of years ago, right around when we were starting the podcast and the prices were still pretty reasonable. Then I got to say, I wish I'd bought two of some of them. So I'd have them to open because I really dig a lot of these figures. Uh, but yeah, this is a good one. And he comes with a quiver, uh, the bow and arrows, uh, really good comic figure. I dig it. And the way that they did his, his face makeup, instead of just being like around the eyes, uh, the more I'm looking at this. I like it more because it actually looks like shadow from the hood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As a, so Andy has pupils, which I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Zartan version 13. This is our first 25th anniversary style Zartan. And even at the time as I was like super into the 25th anniversary stuff, I did not like this figure and I still don't. No, no, he's yeah. Yeah. He, he doesn't, even though he's got the head, the head's a pretty decent look, but like, and I know they were trying to emulate the original style but he still doesn't pass a squint test to me he looks like he's a cyborg from the waist yeah everything from the neck down is is awful and he does come with the mask and the backpack he's got a really cool sniper rifle uh he's as most of these figures did at the time he's got a knife that goes into the sheath on his boot like functionally if if this was your first exposure to zartan i think it would be okay but if you know what Zartan is supposed to look like, the fact that his upper body is like just completely covered by robot parts. Right. I is, totally is just odd. would think that this was a custom, somebody putting a Zartan head on a Captain Power action figure. Right. And his, so... his mask is 100% Stone Cold Steve Austin's face. 
<laughs> but I mean, that's not that's not wrong, really. It's just a goatee instead of a beard, which was which was so very two thousand seven. Uh, but yeah, I've I think I've got this one, but I believe it's boxed up because we very quickly got a an, an apology Zartan in two thousand eight. <laughs> That, Still has the same legs, though. Well, it's got the same, but the legs were not really the problem on the other one. But this one came with the most ridiculous little vehicle, and I found out something very interesting. That this was for could, the minis. That's right. I think you talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, when we, <laughs> it looks like it looks like the little ride along that you would see outside of the Kmart when you were a kid. Yes. Sartan <laughs> puts a corner in it and it goes up and down. But this, this is a solid Zartan figure. It comes with a Storm Shadow mask, a Duke mask, and I like that that rather than just doing random beard guy, he had actual like infiltration style masks. He does pass the squint test. Uh, they they kind of plussed up his chest armor a little bit and put those straps on it. Uh, he's got the great pistol. This this is a, aside from the preposterous chameleon. This is a pretty solid Zartan. I really want this chameleon just as like a standalone piece because it's adorable. But um, but yeah, the the picture of him riding it is ridiculous. Well, he is, I believe. Yes, he is on my shelf right now. Now, the chameleon is just next to him. I do have him on his stand, but I do have that little chameleon right there. (laughs) I love it. Although now, knowing that about the smaller figures, the combat heroes, I need to put that Zartan on that chameleon, I guess. I'll need to post a picture of that on Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram. Uh, All right, moving on to a a slightly even better, I believe, version 15, which came in uh, one of the Sunbow sets. Or no, wait, no, no, he's from the Cobra set. Yes, yes, which I think I have this one. Yeah. Okay, I don't think I do have this one because oh, no, no, I, I don't, don't have this one. Yeah, I don't have this one because I don't have that chest plate. Why wouldn't I have bought? I guess I already had a Cobra Commander, a Baroness, a Storm Shadow, and a Viper. Like I already had these figures, so I didn't get this set at the time. Well, this was um, again. This is two thousand nine when. That we the we had year an embarrassment of, of Joe's. Like it yeah. was impossible to collect everything, and I like I wasn't really collecting Joe's. I picked up some odds and ends. Like I picked up some of these big multi packs when they went on clearance at like Ross and Marshalls, and they were like twenty bucks at the time. And then I went up selling a lot of them later on because I was like I'm not in a GI Joe anymore. And then I later regretted that decision. Yeah, we've all been there. Yeah. Uh so this Zartan seems particularly Sunbow inspired. Well, I, no, I guess not. What is so? What is this chest plate representing? What is this? He's very. I, I think it's just a way to. 
for him right. to communicate with E.T. <laughs> <laughs> to let everyone know that he's still alive. Dartan, turn on your heart light. Let so, it shine wherever you go. Oh, Lord. It, it is an odd choice. I mean, I like this as a weirdo variant, but... Because when I you feel... look at the photo of the figure all geared up, the chest plate doesn't look bad in that photo. It's just right. it on was... its own. Yeah. It's a little Easter egg. It's doing something. Yeah. He does have interesting, uh, his facial paint is very interesting and different on this one, I'm noticing. And it looks like he's got green eyes as well. Um, I don't know. This is a cool. It's just a different way of using the same mold. It's not bad, but it's not anything I look at and I think, oh, I need to have this. Eh, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> uh, 2009, same year, another Zartan. Is this the Hall of Heroes? Yeah, this is the Hall of Heroes Zartan, which is, uh, for all intents and purposes, kind of the ultimate Zartan which comes with the original mask, the Duke mask, the Storm Shadow mask, uh, the backpack that can hold all of the masks, the knife, the sniper rifle, the pistol. Uh, this bothered me because I, I still have this mint in box, uh, these Hall of Heroes figures, which I, I've got a number of them, but they came with like bronze colored display stands. And this is how weird i am it bothered me because all of the 25th display stands were black and then these are bronze and on the shelf it's like it bothers me i don't like it <laughs> uh but this is essentially a, an ultimate 25th anniversary style zartan you can see the paint deco is more detailed he's got the silver shin guards the silver around the pads on his thighs um the chest plate kind of has the best most interesting paint job and design that we've seen so far like if you really need a 25th anniversary style zartan in my opinion this is the one you get what do you guys think of this one yeah, I think of all of the 25th figures, it's it's the one that I like the most that we've seen thus far. Yeah. Well, and if you notice, his, his armor has this, like, greenish metallic, a really interesting color to it mm -hmm. that is somewhat reminiscent of the, the stickers from the original Zartan. Yeah, I think this is actually a really good-looking figure. I, I dig this one quite a bit. Uh, not right. that hard to find i just did a quick ebay search and those hall of there's heroes a lot. figures yeah they were everywhere yeah. they got marked down everywhere i think you could you could collect that whole entire line for pretty decent like reasonable amount of money uh and they were all like this the ultimate versions of at the time there's a beachhead there's a firefly uh there's a viper with, with the viper has a uh, vac metal face shield that looks fantastic. Um, I think there might have been a bat. I can't remember all the yeah, ones. Yeah, there's a bat. There's a CG. Um, there's a, the back of the packages on that listing too, so you can see all the ones that they put out. Okay, 
yeah, this was like, if you just want a small manageable collection of 25th anniversary style figures, Hall of Heroes is the way to go. So yeah, Zartan, uh, Snake Eyes and Timber, Crimson Guard, Beachhead, a Bat, Storm Shadow, Flint, Firefly, Cobra Viper, and Snake Eyes. Or just uh, Commando Snake Eyes. So o- only 10 figures and very manageable. Uh, all right, moving on to our movie Zartan, which is actually a very nice Arnold Vosloo portrait but with weird like paint under his eyes that was never in the movie but that i think is meant to evoke the original figure yeah that's what i presume they're doing there um but yeah it's and did i don't remember him ever wearing this particular costume well he did when he when uh he infiltrates the pit okay yeah, this this is uh, when he infiltrates the pit and they shoot Hawk. Uh, he is in this, and if you remember, he puts the hat on. It's been and, a while since I watched Rise of Cobra. And, and, One day uh, we'll have well, to review it. Don't you worry, pal. We'll be reviewing it soon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he does his little whistle business and and uh, walks around. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and cover version 18, which is also 2009. Because they did desert camo variants of pretty much all of the movie figures, which I like. I love a squad with matching uniforms. And that's one of the reasons I love the uh, Rise of Cobra toy line so much is you've got Joes and Cobras all in like coordinated uniforms. And it looks great. The... Listeners can't see this, but they're behind me on the shelves. They look great together on a shelf. So, yeah, this one has, honestly, an even better Arnold Vosloo portrait with more distinct uh, facial paint. But a desert, a digital desert camo design. Uh, and this one came in, I believe it was a set. Yeah, this was a troop builder pack. They came with Dial Tone, Footloose, Law and & Order, and Repeater. Uh, it's got an alternate head. It's got Zartan's back, or a version of Zartan's backpack, uh, and then a rifle. So many underrated toys in 2009. Like, yeah. I I genuinely enjoyed the movie line. When there was, I mean, and there was so much content in the line because they had a lot of characters that just weren't in the movie but yeah, they made yeah. ones that had the same aesthetic to go and, with them well and that was what was so cool is you really got to fill out the army in these like standard issue uniforms mm-hmm. uh, it's like i said they look great together on a shelf uh 2010 we get another weirdly like over covered zartan but this one is from the resolute set so it represents what he looked like in the resolute cartoon which by the way we did review here on the show uh everyone should go back and listen to those archived episodes all of our old episodes are still available wherever you get your podcasts uh so you can go back and listen Uh, i know we've talked to a few people on instagram who have gone back and are reviewing our older episodes now. So yeah, this resolute set 
I didn't buy it at the time because I was not the biggest fan of Resolute, but I wish I had because, man, these are some good toys. Yeah, yeah. The, the toys definitely, um, in my opinion, better than the actual animation. And I, and I want every single one of these now. Uh, I do have a Resolute Cobra Commander because I did really like that design. And, and he was available as a single carded figure. But I really wish I'd bought this box set. Mm-hmm. That that's it's seven great figures, especially that Destro. And mm-hmm. I love that Baroness too. I love that color scheme. Well, all of Baroness. them. Yeah. Every single figure in this pack is great. That Firefly, which you can actually kind of see where the inspiration for the classified Firefly came from. Uh, that Destro though is one of those figures. The people who have him don't let him go. He doesn't no. show up on eBay that often, and when he does. You are paying, you're getting in a bidding war. Well, I mean, he's a fantastic Destro. Like he's, Mm -hmm. if, if anybody were to sit down and be like, okay, what would the coolest Destro look like? It would be this. He'd be wearing this long coat. Yes. Which we're not talking about him. We're talking about Zartan. And this is, uh, the basic figure is okay but once he's all geared up he does look pretty cool i'm not a fan of like no skin showing zartan but the armor plating looks cool yeah it's definitely it, it doesn't look all cyborgy like that terrible right. zartan we looked at right. earlier. yeah it looks like armor and his proportions uh, are a lot better than some of these earlier 25th style yes. figures that we've seen like he's he's a very like fleshed out looking figure well, and the fact that his portrait is based on the animation gives him a lot more personality, I think, than some of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, th- I mean, this is a good Zartan. It it just is. Uh, all right. Also in 2010, we get one of my favorite Zartans. Uh, this is the Pursuit of Cobra, which is one of the greatest G.I. Joe lines of all time. And this, in theory, is the Zartan from the end of, or not the end, uh, from Rise of Cobra in the desert, when he's kind of spying on the pit. This is kind of an extrapolation of that. So it includes three different heads. Or no, I'm sorry, it's got two different heads and the, uh, the hood. It's got an Arnold Vosloo portrait. It's got a more traditional Zartan-style portrait. It's got the hood. It's got this falcon for some reason. Yeah. I don't even know why. Uh, with a hood for the falcon. It's got this crate. Like, this is an awesome figure. It's actually up on my shelf right beside the little tiny chameleon. Uh, but I love this, like, weird desert nomad Zartan. This is a great figure, even if even like even if it weren't a Zartan figure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's just this got was tons. this is one when these figures came out. I was not into the Pursuit of Cobra line. Um, however, since doing the podcast, this is a figure that I regularly watch on eBay and is definitely on my will own list. Well, and it's something that was very common in the Pursuit of Cobra line in that it's it's really kind of two figures in one because you have two very different looks possible from this one figure. 
just uh, it's an awesome figure it's it's Mm -hmm. i don't think it's gonna win my zartan contest but it's definitely one of the best zartan figures it's just it's not the best zartan but it's one of the best figures that has come out of zartan if that makes sense uh all right 2012 we get this interesting thing now this is retaliation somehow i don't really understand (laughs) how that works but he's got light piping he has man it almost looks like Okay, so you know how Michael Myers is a William Shatner mask? (laughs) It looks like this is an Arnold Vosloo mask with weird... This is bizarre. Well, and and if I'm not mistaken, you only ever see Arnold Vosloo when he's essentially dying at the end of that movie because he's Jonathan Price the whole time. Right, that's correct. And there is not a Jonathan Price head with this. This I don't think I even have this figure, and I was I was definitely heavily buying stuff at the time. This is bizarre. I think this is a good toy. I think it's a terrible Zartan. If you had labeled this as like, yeah, any other character like evil alien or yeah, or alien, something along those lines, alien I think creepo? I would be more into it, but. And uh, the, nothing about this. The proportions on that waist, on that all geared up picture, he looks like uh, he, he's so like waif thin. Mm-hmm. He doesn't look like he could support that upper body. Yeah, this is a very weird. And figure. putting the light piping on the alternate heads. That it, but not the snake eyes one. it just everything looks looks off. Yeah, I would be interested to hear the story of this figure. Like how it got designed, who came up with this concept, who thought it had anything to do with G.I. Joe retaliation. (laughs) This is weird stuff. It's not a bad scene. It's not a bad action figure, but it's not a good Zartan. Uh, all right, 2015, version 22, we're getting uh, sort of back to basics. This is the Vanishing Act set for the 50th anniversary that included Hit and Run and Torpedo. Uh, this one is fine. It's not, in my opinion, it's not as good as the Hall of Heroes, but it's definitely trying to be. Uh, it comes with all of those masks, Duke, Storm Shadow, um, Oh wow, we don't have a good accessory list on this listing. I I do really like the like the armor on the legs. Yeah, the armor looks cool on this one. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and also you've got kind of the traditional chest piece that goes over the silver armor and it gives it some nice texture mm-hmm. um and a little bit of variation and it also covers that terrible terrible uh joint below his chest. It's oh like a, yeah, a yeah. Huge, huge gap. Well, that's the worst thing about the entire modern era or whatever you want to call it, is mm-hmm. is that articulation that barely does anything anyway. 
I, I never understood that. Oh gosh, it looks even worse on this guy. Well, it's because he's got a shirt body <laughs> under his armor. Good lord, what a terrible decision. <laughs> so with the armor on, he's fine. Yeah, but with the armor off, well, he's he is not meant to have the armor off, but that still looks so bizarre. Uh, so yeah, all geared up. This is a cool Zartan. I dig it. I well, you know what though? Yeah. You still see the weird shirt body under the chest plate. I I don't like that at all. That's bad. Looks wise, like the idea is good, but using that shirt body kills this one for me. And I, I did not buy this set because I already had Torpedo. Uh, I didn't care about Hit and Run at all. So I, I didn't buy There are a lot of these 50th ones that I skipped. Although that Torpedo looks pretty good. I kind of wish I had that. Yeah, Torpedo looks fantastic. Uh, all right, and finally... Uh, well, no, not finally, because we have others to talk about. Zartan version 23. <laughs> wow. No. <laughs> Oh, this is from the G.I. Joe Transformers box set yep. with uh, Power Glide and Soundwave. So I, I did not have this one. This is essentially a repaint of the weird skinny one. I actually kind of like the colors of this one as, as the idea of like a stealthier Zartan. But it's all skinny. It's got giant wobbly hips. I do like the hood. It, okay, concept-wise, I like this look, but execution-wise, the parts that they used are too skinny or too weird. I would like to see this on one of the other Zartan bodies. I'm also the alternate Zartan head is really, really creepy. Well, it's it's again. It looks like a weird rubber mask. Of, well, look at look at the look eyes at it with the yeah, hood the, off. Yeah, the eyes are like they're off kilter, and yeah, the light piping on the top of it is just just stands out, especially on that storm mm. shadow head. Yeah, this is this is rough. This is a mess. Uh, so we also have. Not listed. Well, probably they probably are listed on Yojo. Um, but it's harder to travel around. We have Sigma Six Zartan, which I think looks really good. Mm. Yeah, it's a great figure. Well, they're two different ones. Uh, there's Toxic Zartan, which is my preference because he's got I remember toxic oh he's wow the purple need... and green one yes i mean need to oh look okay <laughs> six toxic zartan which is on my watch list uh this is a phenomenal figure he's got translucent green arms uh he's got green face paint lots of purple like armor and detailing uh, and then these crazy weapons that are all like toxic looking. He's got a sword. He's got a backpack full of toxic waste with like daggers sticking out of the top. What is even happening here? I, I have come across this figure before and it is insane and I need to own it. Uh, and then there is also just the standard Sigma six Zartan, which is also a great Zartan. It's the same thing as the toxic one. 
just in regular Zartan colors and with different accessories. Uh, also a great figure. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I'm not a huge fan of the aesthetic of the Sigma 6 in general, just the body styles and everything, but this does that. I think this fits better than a lot of the other molds do because Zartan's already kind of a kind of fantastical character and just with like the armor and everything and the gauntlets on his arm and the big shoulder pads, it all works. Mm-hmm. It all really works with this style. Well, and, and here's, here's how I feel about Sigma six. It, to be honest, is one of the best Joe lines. They're fantastic toys. I'm just not a huge fan of Joe in this aesthetic. Right. But it's they're excellent action figures. You can even dispute that. Look at all the accessories this guy comes with, uh, the posability, like the articulation. Uh, they're they're fantastic. Well, they're and the great. packaging was also really, yeah. really cool. Yes. And they came yes. with that foot locker so you could store everything. Like it's, you know, I wasn't into it, but I think it's kind of an underrated concept. Yes, I will agree with that. And at some point, I guess we'll watch the Sigma 6 cartoon to check that out. I don't know that I ever did. Uh, and then there is also uh, Sideshow Collectibles Zartan, which I do have up on my shelf. And it's, look, it's phenomenal. I think it perfectly captures Zartan it comes with the Zartan mask, but also a Duke portrait. Tons of accessories. It's got a compound bow. It's got a sniper rifle. It's got uh, his his laser pistol. Tons of different hands. Like this, this is aside from the fact that it doesn't color change. I think this is the greatest Zartan figure ever released. But obviously, would you, would you honestly take your sideshow Zartan outdoors at all? Really, though. Well, and that's the thing <laughs> is that. You know, these sideshow figures are not playable. They look great and they do. It's not like Hot Toys where you can't really pose them or play with them at all. Like the sideshow stuff was still well articulated and could be posed and you could like do different things with them without everything falling apart. Uh, But they're still not great toys. Uh, but yeah. I do. I love this Zartan. The Duke head he comes with has a bit of a Cody Rhodes thing going on there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then f- probably not finally. There are probably other Zartans that we are not mentioning, and we would love to hear from you guys. We've got Shoot- Combat Heroes Zartan. Yeah, we talked about we talked about that <laughs> on the Combat Heroes uh, when we covered those. Uh but if there are other Zartans that we missed, please let us know. Audible Interlude Podcast on Instagram is the best way to shoot us a message. Uh, and then finally, we've got the Classified Series Zartans. Uh, the regular retail release, the Master of Disguise Zartan, and then the Walmart Retro Collection Zartan, which nobody, well, not many people have yet. Uh, the regular retail release is pretty awesome. I don't love the monkey's paw and the chicken head or whatever the things are that hang off his belt. I don't need the scarf, but everything else about it is pretty great. I don't mind the scarf. I I don't know. For me, it adds something, but 
it well, it's not bad. Anything that's extra that can be removed, I'm not going to complain about. It's not on my figure, but it's 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 mm. cool that it comes with it. But the Master of Disguise Zartan, I love the extra masks and portraits that he comes with. That skull mask. Uh, I prefer the color of his armor. The color change feature is not the best because having to put him in a freezer to get it to work. And also it's kind of just cooler down here. So his, this I do like about it. It's cooler down here in the phantom zone. So he, his skin stays kind of this sickly color, which I really dig on the shelf. It differentiates him. Uh, so I, I do really like those, but as far as just the look of the default figure, I think the Walmart one with the green eyes and mm-hmm. the more sunbow looking armor, the blue I, armor. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think pops a little more and I'm going to be very interested to see what he looks like in hand. Yeah. I'm, I'm usually not, I'm kind of like a, all right, I get one shot at a figure and then I'm kind of done with it. Um, in most cases, but I went ahead and pre-ordered this Sartan figure because he just, he's such an improvement over the original one. Like, I think the original one's fine, but it's kind of, they were kind of in between designing like all kind of new interpretations of characters and then realizing, you know, we, we know where our bread's buttered. Right. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's do more homages to the original stuff. So he, he was kind of in that between. So he's not quite as like, ridiculous as like the roadblock or the duke or the scarlet from early on but he's also not as as accurate as some of the new ones have been coming out they've they've hit a sweet spot of updating the originals you know before Mm -hmm. they were trying to do something completely new and i enjoyed that but it wasn't the best and then when zartan came out they were at a point where they were using more elements of the originals, but still trying to do more updating. And now I think they've gotten to a point where they've really figured out like updating the original looks is the way to go. Yeah. And so, yeah, this, this retro one, I'm, I'm dying to see it in hand. All right, guys. Well, it is time now to pick the greatest Zartan of them all. Christian, no, you know what? We're gonna save you for last. No, <laughs> no. What is the greatest of all of the Zartans? So, I'm going to. There's, there's, there's two ways I'm going to look at this. Which is the best, just Zartan figure, versus what is the whole complete, the best complete package of Zartan? Obviously, if we're looking at complete packages, um, first and one is going to win it for me because. He's got the cool accessories. He comes with the with the chameleon, the swamp skier. You just can't beat that at all. Um, but as far as like what the look of the actual figure goes, if I was just picking a figure by itself and the way it looks on the shelf, I'm going with that comic back uh, V12. Oh, okay. I, I like, okay. Yeah, if 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 I'm just picking a figure out of the lineup, that's the one I'm going with. I just think he looks, he's got that. He almost looks like a Super Seven reaction figure with full articulation. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very nice comic looking Zartan. I am torn. The original is so good and so perfect, 
but that 2010 version from pursuit of cobra is everything i want a zartan to be with the cool desert look but i gotta go with the original the color changing the chameleon the armor parts the mask the backpack i just don't see anything ever topping that 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 to me it was a standout moment of gi joe because he's so weird and different but it's also a standout moment in toys because it's just this perfect moment of 80s toy coolness like it really is almost the ultimate 1980s toy mm-hmm. i just love that original zartan and nothing's gonna beat it christian what is your pick okay I want, I'm going to toss this out there after this discussion. Now I do want to say that the hall of heroes Zartan is incredibly impressive to me. Um, however, on my taste and where the, how I, I think of, of Zartan, um, it's actually the collector's club version of Zartan version two, the Mohawk. So I was already, Oh yeah. We didn't I get did in. not stick. You know, I wasn't part of the, the subscription club. I didn't discover this Zartan until much, much later on. Wait a minute. Why is that? Yeah. Not he's on, not on the list. list. I was just, I was just noticing that too. Uh, I don't think Yojo has any of the collector's club. Versions. Oh, do they not? That's crazy. I, again, so like my younger brother got him. Oh, wow. I did not, Ninja Force overall, I was like, what the, no. I just really love this Zartan figure. Well, he was also the very, like he may have been the very last Collector's Club figure. Because he was announced at the final Jokon. He looks great. Yeah. Him and it was like him and Coils of Doom, I think, were the last two they ever put out. And, and his and mohawk does not eBay, start at the tip of his nose. When he hits eBay, it, it's pricey. 120 bucks. So but this looks good. This is the Zartan I would have on my shelf. Oh wow. So if you could just pick any one, this would be the one. This is it. Wow. Ignoring yeah. this. If this did not exist, my choice would be Mohawk Zartan. This is wow. this is definitely the best Stephen Amell as Zartan figure they've ever put out. <laughs> <laughs> Nola's on fire tonight. <laughs> so we each had completely different picks for the best Zartan, which makes for a good America's Elite. Yep. All right. Uh, well, it is time now to move on. This is Knowing is Half the Babble, where each of us gets a little bit of time to talk about anything we want, and it may not even be G.I. Joe. Uh, Noel, why don't you kick us off this time? So I've just kind of been poking through some um, 
some old toy, uh, some old toy websites and stuff, and some that some that I haven't even looked at in a while. And I kind of rediscovered because I remember looking at this site years ago. Um, it's uh, it's Philip Reed's site, uh, BattleGrip.com. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh! Yeah, and, yeah. I remember like going on and reading some of the reviews of the toys like over a decade ago, and I just kind of stumbled upon it again. And some of the content, and it's been four years since it was last updated. But if you go to battlegrip.com right now, like the most recent content that he posted was all of these old sales flyers for toys in the 80s. Yeah. Just the old like black and white. And this is like I got lost in just a a hours of nostalgia. Yeah. I highly recommend his books. I think he did a book that put together a lot of those ads yeah I, I think he has done a couple and i know he did a couple of um books about uh transformers, transformers uh like and third he party. did one on collector's cases yes Gosh, these these line drawings in these ads are fantastic yeah and some of these like these like the androforms <laughs> you see on the front page there like those are toys that i completely forgot existed some of these like knockoff uh transforming toys oh my back in gosh 85 look at this megatron ripoff <laughs> yeah the arco rogan which i've got one of those right over here the the um shockwave was 9.99 if you can believe that you could buy a brand new shockwave for ten dollars look at what 9.99 buys <laughs> your choice hasbro Lightbright. Roburn Playtent, Ohio Art Drum Set, Hasbro Decepticon Robot, or Lenard Mean Green Machine. <laughs> wow, what magic we what magical times we lived in. Yes, yeah. So like if if you ever just want to get stuck in a just a loop of just old nostalgic um like newspaper and like low quality print ads. There's just tons of them on this site. It's uh yeah, just battlegrip.com. It's, it's been it's been four years since he did a, his last update on that. I know he's been working on some other sites since then, but um it's good stuff. I am looking up Starriers right now on eBay because I had a couple when uh, I was a kid. I bet they're expensive. They're hit or it's hit or miss. Oh no, that's not that's not it's terrible. Th- yeah, but it's easy to get into a bidding war uh, on them. Well, here's I had this one crank, yep, with the drill in his chest. Buy it now, forty bucks. I'm tempted, but I'm not going to do it because, good lord, I just spent eight billion dollars at Hasbro <laughs> Pulse. Uh, all right, uh, Ch- Child World had Mattel Masters of the Universe figures, including Scarecrow, <laughs> Scareglow, for a dollar ninety in Incredible. one of his ads. Now we all want to kill ourselves. Those were the days. <laughs> Christian, what is your babble? Okay, so this is... The deep dive is for another episode. However, in doing a deep dive into some stuff going on at Hasbro, I found uh, an uh, SEC filing that Hasbro did back in 2019 to talk about their their brands and how they have things broken up into a franchise brand, a partner brand, an emerging brand. And this, this is what kills me. Emerging brands are those owned or controlled by Hasbro, which have not achieved franchise status, but 
many of which the company believes have the potential to do so over time. And as you read through a lot of the legal mumbo jumbo, it gets down here to say, during 2020, Hasbro plans to sell products related to Snake Eyes, the action-adventure feature-length film based on the emerging brand G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was a franchise, Hasbro. <laughs> you, you own this completely. It, it may have had some missteps along the way, but so did Transformers. When you think of where Transformers were at the end of G2 until Beast Wars really took off, I think all brands go through these peaks and valleys and Hasbro just doesn't, it's not, it's no longer that Hasbro just doesn't know what to do with G.I. Joe to push it back into the major mainstream like it was. It's the fact that when you look now within the own company's wording for it, that they, as recent as 2019, didn't have a whole lot of faith in it. So Hasbro, get, get your crap together. Put some put some brains behind GI Joe. Yeah, figure out how to push it forward. I think good story. I think they're just too paranoid and nervous about it being a military based franchise, and they need to move beyond that. And they need to incorporate all of those other things into that retroverse (laughs) in humanoids, GI Joe mask. Put it all together. When you put Clue, and hey, who doesn't enjoy a game of Clue? But when you put Clue as a franchise brand (laughs) above G.I. Joe, (laughs) like it it just was a very hard pill for me to swallow. To to be fair, G.I. Joe never had Tim Curry. Yes, G.I. Joe never made a movie that was as good as Clue's movie. I I will give you that. (laughs) Because I wasn't thinking movie. Absolutely love the Clue movie. I was just thinking the game. Now, they did make a Battleship movie that I don't think anybody liked. We don't talk talk about Battleship here. (laughs) No, remind me to tell you at some other point, though, remind me to tell you the Battleship story working a Universal event with the head of the studios did a huge presentation on the major blockbuster we're getting oh, ready geez. to release. <laughs> I will tell you about all the celebrities that quote unquote had faith of Battleship <laughs> being a massive movie. <laughs> the next big thing, the next Transformers. Uh, all right. Well, I want to talk about. Or I guess I want to revisit windowless packaging. So I, on the Needless Things YouTube channel and here on the show, I have been a big proponent of windowless packaging. I love it. I love the elimination of the plastic trays that have been warping our figures for decades now. Uh, I have no problem with not seeing the figure. I don't care about that because I'm going to open it anyway. Uh, I love the accessories being in the bags or being in the cardboard to keep everything like in its proper form. Swords and whatever now are kept 
flat and straight as opposed to getting warped in those plastic trays. However, as I have been buying Christmas gifts for my son, I have no confidence in retail purchases whatsoever or, or brick and mortar purchases. I I cannot buy a Black Panther figure from Target and keep it until Christmas Day to give to my son because I don't know what's in there. And like, mm. that seems ridiculous, but if you walk into Target and there is a Black Panther sitting on the shelf, what's in there? You can look at the tape all you want and it can look great. But at the end of the day, is it worth taking the risk of Christmas morning, your kid or your loved one or your niece or whatever, opening that figure up and it's like a Twix bar <laughs> or, or, or worse, a sock. I don't know what these scumbags will do. And it's not Hasbro's fault that people are scumbags, but it is up to Hasbro to do everything they can to prevent the scumbags from prevailing, which is why way back when this was first introduced, uh, I don't know where he got the concept. I don't know if he came up with it himself or if he read it somewhere online, but what, what my son said was what they need to do is put a pull tab on those packages rather than taping them shut. They need to have a perforated pull tab and that's how they open. Hasbro did not do that, and now I cannot trust their products from brick and mortar. Every single thing I bought for him has come from online. Yep. And there's still risk in there's still risk in that because people return things to Amazon or or and they get repacked. But I feel more comfortable buying from Pulse or from Target, or if I know like it's something that's just come into stock at regular price on Amazon. Uh, but knowing that Walmart and Target can't even tell the difference between a Stone Cold Steve Austin and a cheap $3 Mandalorian in a, in a package with a window in it, then certainly you're taking a risk buying something that you can't tell what's inside and so as much as i championed windowless packaging before now i do see like yeah it's a problem yeah i've had arguments with people online about the windowless packaging and they very rarely approach it from this and this is a legitimate concern now I know that with a lot of these lines, they're actually doing they're doing windows without plastic at all. Right. And there's other risks in, as far as that goes because you're exposing these toys and people are putting their grubby hands on them, and you never know if parts are going to get damaged from that. Um, but at least you're not going to have the issue with the figure swapping as rampant as you would if it's a sealed box. But I mean, people's argument is like, well, I'm not going to buy something if I can't see the toy inside because of quality control. I'm like. Do you buy stuff online? Have you bought right, G.I. Joe right. vehicles since 1982? That, you never got silly, to see them. That right, is a that's dumb a silly argument. argument. Right, right. But this is a legitimate a legitimate concern, and I've had it too. But And you talked about the you know, people like the people at Walmart and Target. Kids that are getting paid 7 bucks an hour no, and are not into toys, care. they don't care. No. And they're not going to give that person 
crap when they're going to return these things because it's not worth it for them to to get in an argument with the customer. Well, do you know what kills me is that when I go to return something, I like I go in and I'm like paranoid and uncomfortable and, and when it's a legitimate return, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I hate to do this. This is inconveniencing this person. I'm afraid they're not going to let me return it, even though it's a completely legitimate like the the electric knife didn't work i'm still like uh oh, they may not let me return this but then you when they ask scum- you the question and why are you returning this i get nervous yes <laughs> but then you have these scumbag swappers who walk in there with you know uh, uh, two eggs instead of a a hulk figure and they're like here you go this this take it back and, they and that's, do it. I mean, Walmart's had that policy too and they then, just they and don't then i walk returns. into walmart the next day and there's a Hulk package with two eggs in it on the peg. And I'm like, <laughs> how did this happen? Anyway, yeah, just something to think about. Uh, I think I think I still support plastic-free packaging, but it needs to be better than it is. And I do think that perforated pull tab is the way to go. I mean, look, Mattel did it on the Slim Jim Randy Savage figure. You it's can got also the pull tab around the top. You can also reduce your like i don't care if you have one window in the front and you have a figure that's just got twine and a piece of cardboard behind it that doesn't bother me and i know that the aesthetically it doesn't look as good when it's sitting on a shelf as it would if it's in the plastic tray but you can reduce the plastic and still have enough just to have a window that's you know two yeah. by three inches and that's enough of the figure to know that you're at least getting the right one in there. line well those are just straight up open windows though yeah, but I'm just saying, like the figure inside, it's it's, it's supported enough. by like cardboard. Yeah, right. It's got the twine holding it in. People aren't reaching in and like plucking the heads off. Right, of them. right, right. Like I've not. So if they could figure out a happy medium, like it's obviously working with that. The problem with that too had... is that you, the box integrity is not as strong because right, you've got the open a windows. Hole in it. So you do mm. see a lot more of them get crushed. And I'm not just talking about the packaging, but the contents inside may also be damaged if you're crushing them. I've seen a lot of those figures wind up in the clearance piles, not because the figure itself is being clearance, but because the packaging is pretty much just rubbish at this point. Yeah, we're we're still, it's still being figured out, but. Like I said, as this is when it really hit me when I started buying stuff for for him, where I was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't trust this." Mm. All right, well, just some things to think about. Another thing to think about is that all of our music is by Andy Samford of ElectricMinnowMusic.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Audible Interlude Podcast, and that is the best way to get in touch with us. Send us a message. Tell us about things you want to hear, things that we might have missed. Let us know. We want to talk to you guys. Join us for our next live stream on December 13th. I said it like that because I was trying to remember while I was scrolling through my notes. Uh, Twitter at G.I. Joe Audible, although is Twitter even a thing anymore? Who knows? By the time this comes out, who knows? Uh, Christian, where can we find those toy pictures? You can find me on Flickr.com and Instagram under the name Legion Cub. Noel, why don't you tell us a little bit about the finest? 
The Finest is an international G.I. Joe costuming group. And uh, if you've ever thought about dressing up like your favorite G.I. Joe, Cobra, or other uh, factions character, uh, check us out at thefinestcc.com or the Finest Recruitment Center on Facebook and uh, help us raise money for a fantastic charity called Canines for Warriors. Well, you guys, thank you for once again sitting down and talking about G.I. Joe. And as always, yo, Joe. Cobra. You have been listening to a Needless Things podcast. You can follow Needless Things on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and at needlessthingspodcast.com. Love you. Mean it. Uh Uh-huh.